Alright, first episode, all about me! Yeah, I guess because it's a good idea, right? Because first episode, gotta talk about me, so you guys can know me better. Also, a quick disclaimer, I decided to name the podcast like Hurricane Tongue's Corner. First of all, because Cat's Corner is already taken. Well, then I guess because people sometimes call me Hurricane because of my name, so I just decided to call it Hurricane Tongue's Corner. Okay? Alright, let's get started, shall we? First fact my full name. What is my name? My full name is Katrina Tong. So, a lot of people say Tong, a lot of people say Tong, but it's. it's. It's okay, I don't mind. Um, and my, my Chinese name is Tong Kai Xing. It's a lot of strokes, I know, but I like it. It's unique. Everyone's name's unique. That's what makes us special, right? Okay. So, second fact I was born in. Taipei, Taiwan! So, hello, any fellow Taiwanese out there? Good for you. Yeah. So, I was born there, raised there, and then moved to Canada at the age of 13. Yep, 13. I have experienced Taiwanese preschool, kindergarten, and all of elementary school. And, fun fact. Before I moved to Canada, I actually went to an international school in central Taiwan, which is a city called Nanto. Yep. This international school, it's really interesting. It's a big Christian boarding school. It's big. It's beautiful. I really miss it. So, yeah. Like... How do I say this? It's yeah, it has like junior high, high school department, um, college slash university. But the year I went, they just they just opened an international school, which is like the all the teachers are mostly Americans. Um, they it's all in all taught in English, but except some except like mandarin and math are taught in mandarin but others like geography history bible stories yes we do have bible stories and some writing classes it's all taught in english so that's like international school basically um in this school the elementary only the elementary department was uh, just opened, so it's that's the only department, and then we only have twenty six people. Twenty six people, yeah, I know, twenty six people. That's not a lot of people. So basically, is one grade one and two in one class, grades three are all in one class, and then four to six, which I am in, are in one class. Yep. And then you might be thinking, hmm, didn't you just say earlier you finished? graduated elementary school and then why are you in grade 6 class yes I know because um, my parents think it might be 
difficult for me to transition from like suddenly go to junior high. So they they talk to the principal saying, "Oh, I we 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 need to tra- just let her let me study in grade six again." So that's the reason why I went to th- this international school. Otherwise, I will be in uh, normal junior high. So yeah, I have a really fun year there. Yeah, it's really fun. I met, I made many friends, and like, it's great because it's a big boarding school, right? So, and then plus my dad was employed as a volunteer math teacher then. So I we basically lived in campus, and then my dad has like the school provided my family have a faculty. Faculty house, so we just lived there, and then so basically every day I bike to school, and then really cool fact is every lunchtime, every time we have lunch, we have like an hour or so for like a break, and then we come back in the afternoon. So basically every time what I did is just after I finished lunch, bike home, have a nap, and then go back to school. I know, right? It's such a dreams, like. Dream reality, like who can't do that? Well, I guess, like, well, if you're in Asian country, that's like pretty much impossible. But yeah, that's the reality. It's really fun. Like during the time of studying there, gym class, oh, gym time is my favorite favorite class because I can bike to the basketball courts or the field, and then. Another fun thing I like to do is because back then my bike has a back seat, so I can、um, I can like back let people sit in the back and then just carry them to the、um, basketball field or field, like track field to let them in the gym class. So every time when I start biking, all the little kids or like. People like my in my class, they're always like, "Oh, can you like give me a piggyback ride or like a like a bike ride or something?" So yeah, it's really fun. I pretty much carry all of the people in the school, like every like twenty five people, like all of them mostly.、Um, yeah, and it's fun. And then during that year, I also joined the school's orchestra slash symphony. Band, which my friend's dad is the teacher.、Um, like it's funny. Like he always when because I never know when's the rehearsal. So, and I didn't know how I was dragged into this. I thought, like, like my friend just dragged me in. It's funny, but every time during rehearsal, you can hear him biking down my street, just yell yell from the outside, just like, hey, hey, hey it's time for a rehearsal. So. I will just quickly get ready and then get my clarinet. Yep, I study. I play clarinet, and we just go to rehearsal. Yeah. So, oops. I guess I kind of rambled on the second fact. Yeah. So I was born in Taipei and then moved to Nanto, do international school, and then moved to Canada. Okay. Third fact.、Hmm. Well, let's talk about my family and relatives, I guess. So, 
my family consists of me, my mom, my my dad, and my mom was a financial manager of a really big pharmaceutical company called like it's a pharmaceutical company. I won't say the name, but it's. A pharmaceutical company, and she works in this company for like 20 plus years, 27, 28. I don't know the exact number, but it's like 20 plus. Yeah, that's my mom. And then, yeah, she's like a really hardworking mom. I love her very much. And my dad was a junior high math teacher back home, and then he also taught for a long time, like. Twenty plus years. So yeah, both my parents worked a long time. Like, and then another fact is they had me really late. Like my dad got married when he was like forty. So like, so they're like, so like you might be thinking, oh, so you, so your parents are like old then. Well, I wouldn't say old, but yeah, they're like. Unlike other other people's parents, like they're fairly older, but it's okay. I I really enjoyed this because some actually a lot of my friends envy that because they were like, oh, you're so lucky. Like your parents are always like with you. Like you're like, retired, and they're they always like they can always welcome you home. Like unlike me, whenever I open my house and door, it's like it's always like facing an empty room. That's really sad. But yeah, I really like this because I honestly I don't be like being alone. Being alone is so sad. Like imagine like your parents, both your parents are at work, and then they work until really late, and you need to make your own dinner. Or in Taiwan, in the case you buy dinner, and then just eat by yourself. Isn't that sad? That is so sad, right? Yeah. So yeah, I guess I'm lucky to have my parents like retired and then be with me all the way. Well, it's the thing is my when I still live in Taiwan, my dad retired early and my mom retired right before、uh, we moved to Canada. So basically, my dad like raised me in elementary school, like. He cooked meals. He sometimes picked me up from school or like dropped me off from school.、Uh, yeah, so yeah, it's fine. I guess it's like sometimes I miss my mom. So and then <laughs> just want to share a funny, funny thing. When my mom is still working,、uh, I I just I I miss her so much because I I'm like I'm like a parents like. Sticky bug, you know. I I can't stand having not having them beside me. So whenever I got home, when I see my mom's not in the house, I literally call her on the office every day. Just tell her, mom, can you like please come back, or at least fly back, like fly quote unquote, because I I know people can fly, but you, they like she knows what I mean. But <laughs> it's funny. So, yeah, and that's like my family. But speaking of family, like I will talk about my relatives, like my cousins, uncles, aunts, and stuff. My both my parents 
has lives in a has a big family. Like, not gonna lie. Like, if you're if I told you the numbers, you'll be shocked. So, my dad has eight siblings, including him, and my mom has nine siblings, including her. So yeah, calculate the numbers. I have a lot of cousins and nieces and nephews. So I don't even know how many. Like I guess like sixty plus or more. Who knows? But I I love it because imagine during like Chinese New Year, who how many people will be in the table? Yeah, a lot. Yeah, I really like it because imagine your only have your parents only has like one or two siblings or something, and then you only have. Four or five cousins. I mean, it's still a lot, but sometimes if the age gap it's too much, then yeah, it's hard to play with. But I'm so glad I live in a big family. Like whenever it's like every occasion, Chinese New Year or any weekend, we just scattered. As if like a big family, to eat dinner, lunch, whatever. And then my favorite, absolute favorite relative. Oh, I can't. I I really can't pick one. But if I'm gonna pick one, I'm just gonna pick.、Hmm, I think it's like my grandma. Cause my grandma, she's 94, 95 this year. Yeah. And when I was little, imagine this: I was really skinny, like super skinny. You can see my bones. I'm that skinny. So my grandma will always, always buy me chicken, like fresh, fresh, fresh chicken. Like, and it's not those like, um, like fed chickens. Like they're they're like they're like run free chickens. Like you know, in Chinese, it's like. So it's like they run the like they're not they don't have hormones in them they don't have like any like like those weird stuff in them they're just like free run free chickens so my grandma will buy those chickens and then also in Taiwan those are really really expensive and she'll buy those chicken and then cook the chicken soup out of those chickens and then. The thing is, I just learned this from my parents. They said, my grandma, she, when she cooked those chicken soup, she doesn't add anything. She just lets the the chicken like the broth drips and makes a just a bowl of chicken, and then she'll freeze those chicken soups and then send it to my mom, and then make sure my mom boil these chicken soups and then make me drink it every day so I can grow stronger. I know it's a touching story, and then I've been drinking those every year. And then sometimes my mom is like worried. She's like, "Oh, why is they still skinny? Like this is these are not helping." But hey, look at me now. I'm like bulky, <laughs> bulky, strong, and healthy. So yeah, I'm really thankful for my grandma. So she's like my hero. And the second relative I really love is my auntie. Well, you might be thinking, which auntie you're talking about? You have too many. Okay, so I'm gonna talk about this auntie, is which is my dad's second oldest brother, his wife. She's like, oh, I don't know how to start. She's like the most 
amazing woman you've ever met. She's like friendly. She's funny. She's like a great cook. Like whenever where I was little, in elementary school or like whatever, every weekend my dad will drive to my auntie's house, and then my auntie, I'm not lying, she'll like cook like a full table of meals, like a full table, like a full house. It's like at least like five, ten dishes of food on the table, and then cook whatever I like. So. Because she expects us to go there every weekend, and then she'll often call call us to say hey, call like especially calling me, say oh okay, what do you want for, what do you want to eat? And then I'll just give like a menu of like what I want to eat. Like for example, fried fish, fried beans, fried um like chicken soup, um bamboo shoots, etc. You name it. It's like. Anything I like, she'll make it. It's like insane. I don't know how she did it. Maybe she's like spends a whole day in the kitchen. But it's like, it is bef- when I was like tiny, like bef- like before I he- had like teenage life. I was like I was never appreciated of my auntie's cooking. I was just saying, I was just like I'm just. I remember I just every time whenever I have a full bowl of like. Vegetables and rice. I'll literally just go into my cousin's room and then watch TV with my nieces and nephews. And then I, and then she'll just, I just like my eyes are glued to the TV. So whenever she comes in, she just said, "Oh, okay. Oh, I see your bowl is empty. Let me give you some more." And I just, I just literally not looked at her. I just give her the bowl. I was like, "Okay, here." But like, but ever since I moved to Canada, when I reflect on those things, I was just thinking, it's like.、Oh. Why am I being such a brat? Like, why I I was not being appreciated. I mean, not not being appreciated. I want to talk about. I was not being appreciative of what my auntie did. So, um, so, and then sometimes I'm like being feeling sad about. Um, and there's another incident which I really want to address. It's I remember when I was in. I think it's like grade four ish. I was like, my parents were out for a retreat,、um, so they dropped me off at my auntie's house. So I, I lived there for like the, the weekend, and then I remember because、um, me and my niece we just talked for like a long time at night, so we went to bed like really really late. And then the next morning, my because my auntie like she's like a morning bird, she like she wakes up every morning. And then she'll buy breakfast or make breakfast, but in that case, she buys breakfast for me and my nieces. And then she'll like initially she'll just yell from outside. She'll like, "Hey, it's breakfast time!" And then come out and eat. But you know, we're like kids and we're tired. We just like yell back like, "Ah, we don't want to eat. So like, I'm just not hungry. I'm just want to sleep." Um, but. When my auntie was like, she's not like those people who get frustrated easily. So, and she just like comes in like quietly. She just look, she just delivers the breakfast to the table, like beside our bed, and then just told us,、oh, okay, when you wake up, make sure you need to eat, okay? How sweet is that? And she never gets mad. And then, so and she just walks out and then closes the door, just like let's keep sleeping. And then when it's like. 
I don't know how tired we are. We literally slept till noon, like noon, and then we slept, and then the breakfast obviously already cold, right? So like she'll take those away. I think I don't know how she do with it. She maybe she ate it or she threw it away, but I don't know. But like during lunchtime, she'll cook something else. She'll cook, for example, like meatballs, soup, or those usual things we saw at dinner. And she'll cook those. Same thing. Put it on the table, and then softly tell us when you wake up, here's lunch. Make sure you eat it. So initially, like after she said that, I think I woke up. I don't remember exactly, but I woke up. And I saw the hot, steaming bowl of meatball soup. I literally just starts tearing up because I know my auntie cooked this because I can smell the distinct spices and then stuff in there. I was just like. Starts like stifling while eating the soup while watching TV, and then my niece is still asleep. I don't know how tired she was. So after I finished like the soup and everything, I walked out the door. I went to the kitchen, saw my auntie's washing dishes, and I hugged her from behind. I was like telling her, "I was like, you are the best auntie I ever ever had. You're like, I'm just like so appreciated of." What you do, and then, yeah, she just laughed. She's just like, "Oh, don't be silly. You're like, you're my favorite too. Like, I, like, I love you so much. You're like, you're always, you're like, you're like a daughter to me, no matter what." And I was like, "Oh man, what?" It's like my mind is like, "Wow, this is like so touching." Yeah,、uh, that's like. One of like two of my favorite relatives in my fa- family. So yeah, that's the third fact, I guess. Wow, it's already twenty-two minutes. All right, it's okay. Um, let's see. Uh, fourth thing, fourth fact. Hmm. Huh. So I was just looking at this list of stuff I can talk about. Um. So fourth fact. Uh huh. My ambition or my occupation dream always changes. So when I was little, I always told my parents I want to be an astronaut. <laughs> It's funny, right? Like astronaut, because I I like stars. I like looking at them. I was telling my parents like, oh, being an astronaut is so cool, because you can go to see the stars and you can do everything. Then in grade two, that dream just went. Just exploded because I learned in the book saying,、um, if you want to be astronaut, you need to have good eyesight or you can't wear glasses and stuff. And I was like, great, because my eyesight is bad, because、um, it's like really bad. So I'm like, okay, I guess that goes that dream. So in grade three,、um, I have a new dream. And then, because my parents bought me the set, a set of like picture encyclopedias, which has like different topics and stuff. So, when I was in grade three, I read the volume, which is like flying things. So, what do you think about airplanes? Duh, right? Airplanes, rockets, everything. So, I was looking at airplanes, and I flipped. The flip to the page. It's like whoa! So I saw like the different types of airplanes, and then inside the airplanes, like they're like 
you know, the dashboards, like, oh, this this knob is for turning the altitude, whatever. And I was like, wow, this is so cool. I should be like a pilot. So from grade th- three onwards to like, I think it's like grade, end of grade six, I was like, yeah, I'm going to be a pilot. So, and then, <laughs> so I'm so naive. And I literally just thought if I read, I, if I understand this book, like the airplane book, I'll be a pilot. <laughs> yeah, I wish it's that easy. So I was like, yeah, I'll be a pilot. I was just, I literally book, brought that book to school every single day just to study what I want to learn. <laughs> I know, it's so dumb. But it's like, yeah, I just thought after reading that book, I could be a pilot. And then in grade 7, when I moved to Canada, I was like thinking later, I was like, yeah, yikes. Being a pilot, it's dumb. And it's really, really hard. Because imagine you need to learn all the knobs, all the controls, all the everything. It's like, whew, this is hard. So, in grade 7, when I move, moved here, um, I have a new dream. <laughs> I, have a, I have a new ambition. Which is like, um, being an engineer. <laughs> I know, engineer. You know the the reason why I want to be engineer. It's because <laughs> it's because you know in Canada, whenever you buy stuff, like for example from IKEA, Home Depot, Canadian Tire, or like any hardware store, for example, and you buy the things, pretty much most of the things, like ninety nine percent of the things, you need to assemble, right? Like you need to use a screwdriver or a wrench, whatever to assemble. And I was like. I love assemble things, like, legit, I'm not lying, like, if you just give me, like, your IKEA furniture to let me assemble it, I'll be happy to do it, so, call me if you want to assemble stuff, <laughs> so, yeah, I like to assemble things, um, I actually assembled a lot of things in my house by myself, like, my desk, my drawers, my bookshelf, our kitchen barn stool, um, our recliner, like you name it, like anything you need to um, assemble, I like to do. It's not like people say it's hard, but I don't think it's hard. Basically, you just follow the instructions like one step at a time, and see which, like, which for example, which screws goes where and which knob goes where. Basically, that's it. I don't know why people think it's hard, but I guess up to people. But that's that's what I could do, <laughs> and then. And grade, uh, after I finished high school, like, yeah, I know, throughout junior high and high school, all I wanted is just be an engineer. I, I can tell you a funny story, it's when grade 10, I don't know if you guys do this, but in grade 10, we had, we wrote letters to our future grade 12 self to say what we're gonna achieve when we graduated high school. I remember clearly what I wrote in my letter is, when I finish high school, I want to go to the faculty of engineering because engineering is cool. So in that case, I need to be good in math and science. <laughs> I know, it's it's so dumb. Like I know, like all my dreams are dumb. So, <laughs> but hey, it's part of life, right? Like you think of your ambition and stuff. Um. So yeah, that's my fact. Um. And then after I finish high school, um. I don't know where I suddenly had this epiphany and then saying, oh, I guess being an engineer is too hard. So I guess I can be like a teacher 
like my dad because i know like i told you guys earlier my dad was a junior high math teacher right but i don't want to be a junior high math teacher that sounds tough but i was thinking hey i like kids i like like little kids like from preschool to elementary but mostly elementary school because i used to volunteer in the in city day camps and then i just feel like oh i can be like a teacher like elementary school teacher so that's my ambition since then and since then it never changes <laughs> yep that's um that's my goal right now and then guys you get in case you guys didn't know in september i'm going to study in the university and study elementary elementary school education Woohoo! yeah i know I'm so excited and i'm also terrified but yep that's my goals and dreams throughout my life okay next fact is oh wow i guess i should split this in sections because i feel like i ramble a lot yeah i'll go i guess i can put in two or three sections okay never mind so next fact the fifth fact my biggest accomplish accomplishment Ooh, yeah when when you think of accomplishment what do you think of it's is, is it like your best grade or is it your best um best how do i say best you think you achieved your best in a way okay i guess how i define accomplishment accomplishment is um, the things you're proud of like what what makes you proud and then yeah I guess this is I can talk about my biggest accomplishment. So, um, for some of you who don't know, I like I'm like athletic. Well, not uh, like sporty, sporty those kind of thing, but I like outdoors. I love outdoors. So whenever it's like I I want to go hiking, camping, or anything, anything's outdoors, I'm down. Just love the nature. So. My biggest accomplishments are like I have two actually, so um, are both in Taiwan. So there's two. The first of one is I swam across the biggest lake in Taiwan, which is Sun Moon Lake, or in Chinese is Ruetan. Um, I swam across the lake. I can't remember the exact um length of the um. The length of the lake, but I swam across it. Um, let's see. I actually am Google right now. I'm just gonna see. Um. Well, before I found the answer, I'm just gonna share without this. So, Ruetan, uh, it's like or Salmon Lake. It's the biggest lake in Taiwan. Um, there's. Every year, like during like the end, mo- almost the end of summer, they always have this event called Thousand Women. I mean, not Thousand Women, Thousand People uh, Swim Event, or in Chinese, it's like Wan Ren Yong Du. So, um, 
it's it's like basically you register to swim across the lake, and it's um it's really long. Like I'm not gonna lie, it's like oh okay. So I guess I don't know about is it like I like people can correct me on this, but it's like it's saying like it's four kilometers long in length i think four kilometers long so four thousand meters yeah so yeah that's like a like a big lake like you need to swim across it and then i remember i joined it with my dad my uncle and some of my cousins and i'm the only girl in the team i know like every every like every one of our families are like not they're like scared to swim so i'm like the only girl on the team and then like there's no restrictions to swimming in this event you can do breaststroke front freestyle freestyle um butterfly or anything like all you gotta do just swim across so you don't there's no restrictions but hey it can be tiring imagine to swim across the lake and like and then you need to spend the whole day in the lake and then swim across it. Yeah. I did it though. I did it in 2007. And then, um, imagine this. <laughs> imagine this fun fact. Um, so when you finish the race, um, there's, there's sometimes there's souvenirs you can take. So, um, when you swim across it, they literally just gave you, um, they give you what did they give you? They give you like a swag bag. Um, they give you like a shirt, like a polo shirt, and they also gave you a shirt which has your name on it, and not your name, your picture on it. And then it's like a souvenir shirt, and it will say on the top, it's like which year you've completed the um, the swimming event, and there's a picture of you. So some of you may have seen the um, the shirt I have. If you don't, let me know. I'll wear it. And I'll take a picture. And I'll send it to you. <laughs> so, yeah, that's like one of the events I I participated in. Um, that's like one of my big big accomplishments. And then the second um, second accomplishment, it's um, I'm really proud of. It's I climbed the highest mountain in Southeast Asia. Southeast, yeah, Southeast Asia, uh, which is Mount Jade, and then in Chinese it's Yushan. So yeah, it's a um, it's the biggest mountain in in um, Taiwan. Um, it's really long. It's it's there three thousand nine hundred fifty two meters high. Um, I and then. So about this accomplishment, I really wanted to say about this. It's that before we climb this, because it's a really hard mountain to climb. Um, it's tough. It's hard. So before we climb this, the leading teacher, which like takes us to train every week to prepare us to climb this, and then during one of the trainings, I was bit by a creature 
I don't know how to say it in English, but in Chinese it's called Ma Huang. I don't know what's it in English, but this creature literally bit my leg, and then it's bloody, it's gruesome. Um, it literally just bit me, and then caused my leg to in pain. And then this is like the week before we are going to climb, which is awful. So during the trip, I need to like hold in my pain to climb the mountain, which just make it makes it extra difficult. But I still did it.、Um, I remember when we got to the midpoint, which is like one of the resort in midpoint. So it was just like in Taiwan, in like Taiwanese people know this, like. It's Pai Yun San Zhong, which is like the resort, which is settled in like the middle of Yushan, Mount Jane. And then I remember during like dinner time, my dad needs to like wrap my wounds, and then to make sure I don't, I was not in pain. Um. So I did, I did it though. I still climbed it, and then I remember that. So vividly, the next day we literally—I'm not kidding. I'm seriously, I'm not kidding. We woke up at like 3 a.m. at night, and then to and start climbing the second half. The first half is fine. First half is just like trails, like normal mountains, like trails and everything. But listen, listen up. Second half is full of like big rocks and then like really like rocky, and then everything is just. Blah, it's just bulky, and it it's really dangerous because if you like fall, you might die. I know, it's scary. It's like they have like limited like precautionary things beside it, but like minimum. So I remember that day, I I was so tired, I can't open my eyes. I literally just like wobbling on the like. On the rocks, the stairs, the steps, whatever you want to call it, I was like, "Ugh!" Like, why is it taking so long? Because I, because I remember the lady teacher was telling us because the reason why we're waking up this early is because we're trying to watch the、uh, sunrise. But, um, hey, but unfortunately, which is like so bad. Unfortunately, the day we climb, the weather is like bad. It's like windy. It's rainy. It's like clouds. It's not even that great. It's not like sunny and stuff. It's just rainy. So when we climb to the top, we didn't see the sunrise. I know, so sad. We didn't see it. But I did climb it. I did climb to the top. I took a picture of when I climbed the top. And if you see that picture close enough, you can see my eyes are like it's like a it's like closed because I was so tired. But I did it though. And then I have a certificate in my room, just explaining how I climbed. The, I got to the top. So yeah, I know it's a big accom- accomplishment. I agree. So that's like my big accomplishments. And then one of the things I really like to do when I was still living in Taiwan, which I didn't got a chance to, which is like、um, cycling around Taiwan. It's like in Mandarin, it's like Huan Dao, Chijiazhou Huan Dao. So yeah, that's like the only thing I didn't do, which is 
sad, but I'll do it one day. I believe one day I'll do it. So, yeah, it's that's like my big accomplishments. Um. Okay, so fifth fact, or is my final fact of this section, is I want to talk to you about my important accessories on my body. So I have an uh, a ring on my left pinky. I know some people may seen it, some people may have seen it, but didn't want to care about it. Mm, this ring actually doesn't mean anything. Well, people thought it doesn't mean anything. Maybe they thought, oh, it's probably just, um, it's just a ring. It's just, a, it's just accessory. Or some engineer people may thought, oh, maybe you're an engineer too. I don't know what it means. If people, like, war engineers can explain, let me know what this iron ring means on your hand. Please let me know, because I really want to know. But in this case, no, I'm not an engineer. Um, the reason I have this ring is because my mom read it in the book one time saying um, this ring is called the promise ring, which is when girls turn 18, they are becoming adult, adult right? So um, the ring, it's a promise of saying, I won't be doing any like sexual things with a guy before I got married so that's like a promise um, of saying um, I made a promise with God saying this is the promise I made with you so it's important like really important I encourage people who are like 18 or like almost 18 or you're already past 18 but that's okay but get this ring if you want it's it was really a good reminder to um to keep you like reminded and whenever you look at this you need to think about like god's your the promise you made with god and then how do we get rid of this ring can you get rid of it people might ask yes you can um when you get married that's what my mom said when my when you get married so your future husband will take this promise ring from your hand and replace it with your wedding ring so that's like a new promise like you made with god and your future spouse your future husband so yeah that's the most important accessory i have in my hand so yeah, I guess that's the first five of the facts I have. Sorry, it's been so long. I might be bored. But, mm, yeah, I guess if you guys want to know more, I can do more. Um, I just, I really like to share about me because I know some people might not know a lot about me and they want to know. So, yeah, I guess I can be like the first episode part one like 50 facts about me part one yeah i guess thanks you guys for listening for like 43 almost 44 minutes of your life but um stay tuned yeah 
because I figured why not start a new hobby, like doing podcasts, right? Um, yeah. Okay. Thanks for you guys for listening. See you next time. Bye.